Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Friday, May 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Schools are letting out for the summer throughout the St. Louis region. That means new teachers can take a breath after a bizarre first year in the classroom. What an insane, backwards, stressful, trying year it was. We'll have a school year recap from two first-year teachers in just a few minutes. Safety measures are being put in place in downtown St. Louis for Memorial Day weekend. Officers will be patrolling the area and blocking off streets with heavy foot traffic. The plan follows safety complaints St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones received from downtown residents after partygoers last weekend were caught on video jumping and dancing on a patrol car. Dan Isom is the interim public safety director for the city of St. Louis. We're just hoping everyone comes down, has, has a good time, respects the police, obeys you know the rules that we have in place downtown, and um, we can have a great Memorial Weekend. A virtual meeting will be held next week with the mayor's office, the Downtown Neighborhood Association, and downtown residents to discuss public safety. Many public pools in the St. Louis region plan to reopen for Memorial Day weekend. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports reservations, capacity limits, and mask requirements are a thing of the past for the pools. This summer, a dry pool will be a rare sight. Public pools have largely loosened coronavirus restrictions and are expecting crowds this Memorial Day weekend. Some pools will still require people to wear masks if they have not been vaccinated for COVID-19, but won't require that people provide proof of receiving the shot. Marilee Britton is the Director of Parks and Recreation for the City of St. Charles. She plans to have enough room for social distancing on her pool decks, but isn't setting a capacity limit for the facilities. We're very confident this year going into uh, the season, uh, opening at 100 percent. St. Charles Public Pools expect to see around 100,000 visitors this year. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. A new plan outlines how the St. Louis region can narrow racial gaps in business ownership, revenue, and employment over the next five years. National firms Next Street and Common Future partnered with local economic development leaders to assess where the region is falling short. Next Street managing partner Sharice Conanen Johnson says one takeaway is that entrepreneurs of color need more funding opportunities in St. Louis. When Black and Latino and Latina businesses seek capital, there is a $13 billion gap in the amount that is supplied versus the amount that they demand. And so we want to work toward filling that demand. One solution in the plan is to create a network of service and funding providers that commit to policies which better support entrepreneurs of color. A local literacy group plans to help children in high poverty areas learn how to read at grade level this summer. Turn the Page STL will assist libraries, art institutions, and recreational centers in implementing summer reading programs. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. 
St. Louis Public Libraries are collaborating with Turn the Page STL to help kids develop good reading habits and encourage them to read throughout the summer. The library system is launching a picture book walk in the West End neighborhood so children can read a story on signposts while walking. Joe Monahan is manager of youth services for the library system. He says libraries can improve literacy rates by giving children access to materials and meeting them where they are. We know it's been a hugely challenging year for kids. Um, we want to offer kind of a consistent structured way for kids to engage to activate their brains in another way throughout the summer. The summer reading program begins June 1st. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The pandemic complicated the school year and it was especially tough for new educators. St. Louis Public Radio asked some first-year teachers to document the year by recording audio diaries. We end the academic year with St. Louis Public Schools teacher Zachary Udell and Becky Olexiu, who teaches 8th grade in Rittner. We start with Olexiu, known to her students as Mrs. O. Today I finished packing up my classroom. I am officially done with my first year of teaching. And what an insane, backwards, stressful, trying year it was. Holy cow. Sitting in my classroom for those final minutes before I left to start my summer break, I was having flashbacks of the very first time I walked into the classroom. And then of course we had to do virtual school for the first semester and that was really hard. This was a rough year. I went home and cried a lot. I made a difference and I have to keep reminding myself that because I felt like I didn't teach these kids anything this year. I had eighth graders and I just had thoughts of, I'm sending them on to high school and I haven't taught them a single thing. And I hate that I let the students get to me. I let them push my buttons and they know that they did and and I lost it. I learned from it. And I hope that I am a better, stronger, more mature teacher because of it. I'm looking forward to next year when I can start over and hopefully it's a little bit more normal and I told all my students you know if you're going to the high school I plan to visit you I made some amazing friends this year in my teaching colleagues shout out to the science teacher on my team that is I think the biggest takeaway that I have from the school year is your teacher friends are lifelong friends and your teacher friends are what help you survive and thrive <laughs> My name is Zachary Udell. I am a fourth grade teacher at Frable Literacy Academy. Uh, picked quite the year to, to start. And uh, it's, it's fairly strange um, trying to manage the classroom, the physical classroom, while trying to keep the virtual students engaged even though they're in a completely different environment. So next week uh, is beginning the end of year testing and it should be fairly interesting. The larger half of my class, who I've only seen and heard through my small laptop, I will actually see them in person for the first time. 
for the virtual students, um, I had some when I first met them for the first time running up trying to hug me, even though they'd never really met me physically. So it was just extremely touching. This year has been easier in some regards and harder than others. I think it's easier because I didn't have to manage 28 students all in the same space for the first time. So that was, it was easier that I didn't have to do that, but at the same time, it was also harder to teach because I had to try and plan for both groups, learning at the same time, in person and virtual. I was absolutely able to bond with my students, especially the in-person students, because we've been trapped in our own little bubble on the third floor. And there's 11 of them, one of me. So we've grown, grown quite close. And I, I have collected some drawings the students have made of me and various things on the wall. This summer, I am definitely looking forward to sleeping in, um, you know, not having to wear a mask all day, kind of staying at home, taking it easy. As for my students, I am sure that they are looking forward to not having to trudge up three flights of stairs multiple times a day and hearing my near constant reminders to fix their masks. Becky Oleksiu and Zachary Udell's audio diaries were produced by St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney. Our Maria Altman edited those diaries. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. A couple of notes before wrapping up for the week. No podcast on Monday, Memorial Day. The Gateway returns Tuesday. Also, St. Louis Public Radio is looking into racially restrictive covenants and deeds in the region. In the early to mid-1900s, white homeowners and realtors commonly used these tools to keep black people out of certain neighborhoods. If you live in an old home, your records might have clues that could help inform our reporting. Real estate documents might include restrictions on who can own and live in your home. More information on how to share those documents and your stories is on our website, stlpr.org slash housing discrimination. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.